0: Yo, what's going on everybody? It is 1.06 p.m. here in Chicago, Illinois. Sorry, I'm super, super late today. I i think my computer's going super crazy. I'm having so much troubles with it. I know I'm having problems with the audio. Hopefully it sounds okay today. It's doing something. I don't know what's going on. The software the software that I'm using, StreamYard, is behaving completely differently today than it did yesterday. The USB interface is sounding differently than it did yesterday. I have no idea what's going on. The video camera's not working. I'm just going with the webcam on the computer for today but I'm here. So sorry about that for being late. And I don't know if we're going to make this onto the podcast version. Um, Yesterday's the recording got all messed up because of this thing that I'm using. So who knows if that's going to work either. I'm just not sure. I don't know if we're getting, are we getting, are we getting sounds? (laughs) Did you guys hear that? I heard it. I don't know if you guys heard it, but I'm having all sorts of problems, but The important thing is we're all here and you guys can uh and you guys can hear me cp 76 says um technical difficulties is good luck all right someone is saying uh, nifty says audio is a bit distorted so uh, this this thing is just about impossible Impossible. so let me see if i can mess around with it um like yeah i i I pretty much just remarkably frustrated with uh, everything right now so, um, Vivek says, "I hear the rain or the or the claps." Uh, and shins- okay, <sighs> it was better a second ago. So let's try that. Um, let's just set it for auto. Let let the thing do what it wants. Um, yeah, I I don't know. Uh, i i'm i'm just about ready to give up and it's super frustrating because tomorrow i got people coming in to do some live streams Um, i'm going to be using this setup but with a second microphone and a second camera so uh who knows who knows what that's going to end up sounding like it's just super frustrating but all right we're here hopefully maybe people are hearing this on the podcast and uh i mean hopefully people are watching this on youtube as a fact for you guys you guys just jumped right in so you shouldn't have too many technical difficulties on your end But today, what we're going to be doing for happy hour, and boy, do I need a happy hour today? Uh, But it's not that kind of happy hour today, because today we're drinking liquid death, 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 death. I think that's how it goes, right? Um, But it's just water. The white can is mountain water. The black can is sparkling water. Uh, And the water is from the Alps. The mountain water says it's drinking water straight from drinking water from the Alps. The sparkling water says it's straight from the alps so that's that's what that is uh all right so gino days off says the audio works now all right <laughs> says, who votes that kosher will get a stronger ring i could use one you know what though i um i was supposed to get a delivery of athletic brewing i bought a whole bunch of that stuff for i was hoping to have it all this week um just kind of you know in the evenings you want to relax a little bit but you know i'm trying to recover trying to like get uh recharge and everything. So I'm trying to stay away from the booze a little bit. So I thought, you know, the athletic brewing, non-alcoholic beer might be nice, but the shipment keeps getting delayed. And yesterday I ordered a bunch of stuff. It was supposed to be same day delivery and it is, oops, delivery's is a little bit delayed. It's gonna be tomorrow. So in other words, like 100% longer delivery time. So I, I don't know, nothing seems to be working for me, but like cv 76 said, maybe that's just all good luck. All right. Let's um let's start with let's start with the white can. I've never seen the white can before. I've seen this black can before. First time I saw it was on the Ritual Roll On podcast, um, where he was having someone someone sent it to him um, to drink uh, for the show. Oh, I don't know if it was on for the show or not, but he drank it on the show. Um, and I saw the black can, and then I saw the white can at the store. I went to Whole Foods today for the first time in like forever. I went into Whole Foods. I think the last time I did that was. I can't even remember. It's been a long time. But let's try the, just the regular, I mean, there's something about that sound that is relaxing. But let's try the mountain water. Cheers. It's water. It tastes good. Um, You know, I normally don't drink water from a can. I can't say that there's many times that I've had just just regular water from a can. I can't think of a time when I would have done that if that doesn't have any bubbles in it. Um, but this is good it tastes like water i'm not i'm not sure like yeah it was like a dollar 70 i can for 16.9 ounces half a liter but it's water um i need to stay hydrated just got back from a run today and um yeah it was raining i think it stopped raining today it was supposed to rain all day and i was like "Great that's going to be great for us. Uh, it's going to get all the humidity out of the air and um, cool everything down a little bit. Uh, maybe there's a cold front coming through, but no, it's already stopped raining and it was only kind of sprinkling on an awful was out there. And looking at it now, it's still very foggy downtown and it was getting hot by the time I was done. So, um, yeah. So, I mean, it's not like, um, and the rain isn't doing what I was expecting it to do, so I think it's going to be uh, a hot one for for this weekend. Uh, Vivek says, "I know spring water comes in a can, but do they even make r- regular water in a can? I don't know. I, I this is the only time I think I've had regular water, just still water in a can. I want to say it's like especially delicious, but um, it's it's water. It's good. Uh, what I you know, it says it on here. Where did it say it on here somewhere? Uh, on the side of the can, it does talk about how like it is made out of, um, it's better in terms of the recyclability of it rather than like a plastic water bottle. So I suppose in that, in that sense, it's better. So, um, maybe that's, that's what it's good for, but you know, um, it's kind of a fun, can to drink out of. Someone mentioned that they like the artwork. I also do really like the artwork on it. And it's just kind of fun to be like, liquid death. And it's just like, what's what's in that? Was it probably like you got like L-carnitine in there or something? No. Just spring water. Uh, Scott says, maybe you need to add some sriracha to it to make it death water. No. I think you just you just do it. You just drink it. Um, I also just happened to see YouTube fed me um, a clip of Stevo's podcast, which I didn't know he had. I mean, I heard I guess I did know he had a podcast, but I didn't know there was video clips of it available, but he was drinking it on that. He was drinking the black can on there. So Luke Klein wants to know, is it flavored or carbonated? No, it's just it's just water. Um I bought a couple of boxes of water because I wanted to have water available for um, tomorrow's po- live stream, which is going to be. Uh, Dr. Josh at 3 Central, and then uh, Emily Heller's coming in at 4. So I wanted to have just water available for them. I wanted to have some snacks and stuff available for them, too, just so everyone's comfortable. Um, and I bought boxes of water, like little, you know, they say that boxes are better than plastic bottles. So I bought bo- little boxes of water, and it says just water on it. So, there, so you know, that's what it is. Um, I'm Half Pedro says, I do prefer carbonated water. I, I like bubble water. I've mentioned it before. So there's a place, um, I mean, for those of you coming into town, a a really great place to eat is Life Kitchen. I think they spell it funny, like L-Y-F-E Kitchen. It's on Michigan Avenue. Um, Very clean food, (laughs) very expensive, but the the food's really, like, straightforward. Um, And they have, like, a tap of bubble water. So, like, if you just want to have a bunch of bubble water all day, just sit there and, you know, order lunch and then sit there and you can, like, you know, eat like or drink like $10 with the bubble water if you want. And then I've seen uh, when we were at ASICS, the headquarters, very cool to be there, got to see all of next year's shoes, all of some of the capsule collection, not all of, but some of the capsule collections coming up, all awesome stuff. But I will also say something that was a highlight of the trip for me. This is not a disparagement to the shoes. It's just how much I like bubble water is that they have like a bubble water dispenser. So like you could just go into the kitchen and get bubble water anytime you want. I mean, it's just really good. (laughs) I I really enjoy it. Um, Yeah, Lou Klein wants to say like water in a box. Yeah, it's just it comes in like a little kind of like a milk carton, like the little milk cartons you had at school. Um, But this one has like a little plastic cap on it, so you can unscrew it. I think I think they do that because it's um, better than the alternative of using plastic. Um, Yeah, and Lou says, "Is it enhanced like Red Bull? No, it's just water. It's not like." caffeinated water, it's not, you know, electrolyte water, uh, which I've seen that is a thing too, and like, yeah. Is that what it's called, Enhan- Is it, it may be called enhanced water. I forget, I saw that at Whole Foods today too. It's just water, spring water from the Alps. And the hashtag on it, is, I keep forgetting which camera I'm looking at, but the hashtag on it is death to plastic and they donate 10% of the profits from every can to help kill plastic pollution. So, I mean, Maybe that's what it is, death to plastic, but also is about death to thirst. So it's lots of death going on here, you know? So, cheers. <laughs> Andrew Gostick, what's going on, Sarah says, Hi loving my Noah blast, and currently in New York for college visits for my sister. How should I trade for running a half marathon or full marathon while also keeping my 5K speed? So I think that the way that you could do that is, um, you know, it's kind of hard, because those are two very different things that you're doing. So one of the things that I would look at doing for those is if you wanna maintain your 5K speed is kind of like sh- protect your workouts, like your quality sessions, but also protect the long run if you can. Now that's gonna be harder for you to do in season because you're gonna have races on the weekends. But when you are off season, then like your weekends should be like your, a long run day don't worry about speed, don't worry about anything, just build aerobic base. And so I would say like, if you're trying to work on 5K speed because you're running cross country in high school, but also are interested in getting prepared and then training for half marathons or marathons, maybe in the off season, I would say like train for 5Ks and then weekends are your like aerobic base building. And then make sure all your easy runs are super, super easy too. Um, I would also make sure you're talking to your coach about kind of what you're doing as well. Um, So that way uh, your coach isn't like, what are you doing on all these Fridays and Saturdays? So that way the coach knows what's up too. Um, But that's what I would do. I would kind of like protect the, make sure you're showing up for your workouts. That'll help you maintain that 5k speed. And then don't worry about, doing anything fancy for your long runs. Just get a lot of time on feet at easy heart rate. Um, all right. I'm half Pedro says Ryan Tetter from one public have carbonated cans that they sold with the goal to give back water trip poor countries. It's called mad taste, but here in Canada, it's about $35 for four cans due to shipping. That's a lot. That's a lot for water. I mean, I guess water is heavy. I don't know. Um, Linda L says, what's the pH? Uh, Electrolyte? I don't know. Does it say anything? Did it say something about pH on here? I didn't see anything about pH. Mm. Yeah, I don't know what the pH of this is going to be. Jage Toda says, hello, first time Chicago Marathon coming from El Paso. Very El Paso. I don't know why I say it that way. El Paso. Very excited. I'm interested in joining your shakeout run Saturday morning. Do I just show up? Yeah. Just show up. Um we're gonna leave like pretty promptly at eight o'clock, just because I want to be respectful of everyone's time. Um, so like I would try to get there a little bit early. Uh, keep in mind that like most people, if you're taking an Uber there, you're gonna get dropped off in a parking lot that's like a couple hundred feet away so it's not like you just get out of the car and see it so you'll get out of the car and then you'll walk kind of towards the lake a little bit and then you should see all the people Um, or the big chest i'll be posting like pictures of it and stuff uh probably on twitter instagram and then i'll make a youtube post about it too just kind of give you guys some more visual uh aids um all right pjr says pretty close to pulling the trigger on some vapor flies for you for cim the tiger stripe colorway i've been looking at might be a bit much so I love that one. That one looks so nice. And then someone sent me an image um of some like just black and white um next percents that I think look really nice. Just very, very clean. Not a lot to it. That I like. Um all right. Larry says ran a uh PR last Sunday, wine glass in Corning, New York, lowered the BQ time to three forty two eleven at sixty five. I think I am good to go. Well that is Ooh, sorry that loud. But there you go, Larry that's a good that's a good cowbell for you great job great work um yeah i didn't know i didn't realize that uh wine glass was in corning new york and then i was like then i saw some of thomas's stuff that he was doing like with uh i don't know if he was using an insta 360 or gopro hero max but he's doing some 360 camera stuff and i was like oh i've been there i think we've been through there like when i went to go visit like cornell in college when i was andrew bostic's age yeah Um, yeah. Sorry, Stevie. I, I always keep, yeah, <laughs> I keep messing it up at some point. We'll get this figured out. I mean, I guess maybe by the time, like the live stream has like run its course or whatever it evolves into next when it's done, that's when like everything will be figured out. And then I'll have all sorts of other like weird technical difficulties that I have to uh, deal with. Larry says he saw Thomas there. Well, that's cool. Yeah. It looks like the whole crew was up there. Greg Itahara is here says good luck to all running Chicago it's marathon season well thanks Greg and uh, Greg I've been seeing a lot of your work around this looks awesome great stuff JC's here says hello what's going on JC all right well, let's um, let's try this black can of liquid death um, it's sparkling water which you know I just told you how much I like the bubble water so we're gonna try that The ingredients, there's an ingredient list on it, which I think there has to be, I mean, there's ingredient lists on all these things. I don't think, I didn't see an ingredient list on this one. There isn't an ingredient list on this one. But then I remember watching a video on YouTube about like Dasani's not allowed to be sold in the UK or something like that, because there's ingredients added to it. Anyway, uh, the ingredients for this are mountain water and bubbles, carbon dioxide. It doesn't say bubbles, it says CO2. Cheers i love bubble water this is good um i like this a lot you know it tastes um it's you know a lot of times when i drink bubble water there's a couple of things that i notice size of the bubbles and like a brackishness it's not literally salty but for me what bubbles do on my tongue is they make things taste a little bit salty and so a lot of times bubble water tastes salty to me i don't know if anyone else guessed that this one not salty at all and the bubbles are very very fine so it's like so smoother bubble i mean i'm, I'm trying not to let the can just because i like the can so much uh, i'm trying not to let all that like impact my taste of it but it's good i mean i feel like i don't can you hear the bubble like when i pour it back i don't feel the bubbles right away but once it you know it once it hits kind of like my palate inside my mouth then i feel like all of a sudden it goes psss- it starts bubbling. I don't know if you guys can hear that on the microphone. But <laughs> Adam says, I don't like sparkling water. My personality is bubbly enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. I like that. And uh, that running guy went for a run today. He says the hamstring is okay. Good to hear it. Good to hear it. Awesome. Um MC seventeen ninety six says, Hey do you have a goal for Chicago sub three? Um the video I think just finished uploading, but I haven't like actually finished the upload process i got back from a run real late i went took a shower and then i just kind of started uploading it so it's ready to lo- to rock the video for today will be up it's about my race plan talking about like the course what i'm going to do all that stuff i go into it in pretty big detail um but the goal for chicago i think is to come in just to get the bq i don't i know that my strategy probably isn't going to get me a Bib for Boston, but I at least want to get that BQ. Just kind of hit that benchmark. So that's kind of the main goal um, for Chicago. So I'll be I'll be heading out with a three ten group for uh, on Sunday. Yeah. Um. All right. Andrew says thanks for the tips. I don't have a coach or team to train on. I might get a coach soon though. Considering getting a Wahoo heart rate monitor for my training. Since so my dad got me a Maphetone book. Cool. Cool. Yeah. I mean, I mean, if you don't have a coach. Um, you know, then I would say like, if you're, I would, I would look for in the fall, a good way to kind of like another way to kind of like, if you want to do 5k and marathon half marathon training at the same time is sign up for a bunch of 5 ks on the weekends. And so you can use those as kind of time trials. I'm not saying you got to race your heart out every single weekend or even like every month, but you know, maybe you can structure it depending on what your schedule is like is to do kind of like, a Saturday could be your 5k for your race that you might sign up for and then um then do like a tuesday thursday where maybe tuesday is a nice long easy run you know you give yourself sunday and monday Monday to either rest and do some cross training or some easy recovery jogging then tuesday could be your long run then thursday is another workout maybe do some kind of like uh threshold type efforts and then you know On the weekends you do your 5ks and and really hammer so that could be a good way to do it too i mean if i mean it depends on what your goals are you know not having a i think having a i mean being on a cross country team i think if you can do that is a lot of fun um and you learn a lot that way both from a being coached perspective and also just from team running i think there's a lot to to learn there and they can push you harder than you think that you can be pushed and that's where I think that's really beneficial, especially at the younger ages. But you know, there's also some benefits to it depending on what your uh, goals are. If you, if you're not on a team and not like, you know, s- subjected to kind of like the rigors of a cross country schedule, so that you know could go either way. Uh, Stevie seventy six says, "Kopuzi on Monday." I accidentally run a sub three. I mean, if I do that, I mean, I don't think that's gonna happen, but that'd be a pretty funny story. That'd be a great story, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, all right. Mr. Goodman says, Hey, Co, is there actually a difference between the invincible run men and women? Because the women's one is on sale. And I'm trying to get one. You know, I don't, I don't know. Sometimes the stack, the stack heights and drops are different. So that's typically what happens with most Nike shoes if they have, um, men's and women's sizing. So I would check to see what the stack heights are. Now, Nike isn't always great about, um, advertising what the stack heights are. So I would go to something like road, uh, running war. Uh, Yeah, running warehouse usually has that stack height information. So that's like some place that I would kind of look to see um, if they could tell you what the women's uh, stack height and drops are. So um, Scott says, what's the best reason for using a stride foot pod? Uh, Best reason? I mean, I think that they're kind of, uh, I'll give you two. One is so you can practice running by effort rather than pace. Um, and that can be, uh, helpful for, uh, people that live in hilly areas. Uh, they have a wind version one now. So if it's a windy where you are too, that can also help. Um, but I think that can really, uh, help in terms of executing workouts at the right intensity level. Um, the other reason is, uh, it gives you GPS independent pace and distance information, which can be useful in places like Chicago. Uh, for the marathon where the race runs literally underground at points or through urban canyons where the gps signal gets super crazy uh mr random says what shoe would you recommend for a first time carbon shoe you know the one that i would recommend most is um i don't think they sell it anymore the vaporfly four percent that one i think was great especially for first timers um and I'd probably say like the alpha fly is probably the best one to recommend for first timers. I think the other ones, um, you know, uh, start to get a little bit more specific. So a lot of times people will talk about them in relation to the, the next percent or alpha fly, but I also think that's useful too, because then it's like, you know, I think those are the two shoes that have the broadest appeal and are most accessible to most people. The other ones are sometimes some people will like it depending on certain like idiosyncratic preferences and some that don't, you know, so, um, Scott says the polar has power. Yeah. I mean, uh, I've, I found that the po- the wrist-based power is generally pretty accurate, um, from both the polar and from the Coros, the polar numbers are going to be different they're off by like a fact, like by by like a constant of like 50 or 60. So the numbers will just be different. So you can't compare like, Oh, I run like 265 watts, you know, versus someone else yours will that on pole would be like 320 or 315 or something. but then the other thing to look at would be um gps independent pace and distance if you don't need that then you don't really need the stride Footpod. now the other thing is stride you know has subscription and they have the race predictors and they have other other features from the software end to help you you know figure out what to do with your data so um there's other benefits to that too um but if you uh, and then I think that Stride does a better job of teaching people how to run with power than than Polar does. Polar is more like, we gave you the number. We're giving it to you. But I don't think they're doing a great job of teaching people how to use it. Um, so that's another difference as well. Difference as well. Um, Trevor Holtzman says, the Vaporfly 4% 5-knit was the best shoe I've ever had the pleasure of running in. I, re- I mean, I have a lot of sentimental value in that shoe too, like a bunch of them, but I, d- I did really like that one. It was really good. I do like this. I, I, I didn't want to like this, but I do like the liquid depth. It's pretty good. Um, yeah, Jeff says foot pod helps with treadmill or spotty GPS. too. Yeah, I would agree with that. But I mean, it's not necessary for everyone. And I feel like, you know, with, with, if you've got the Koros, I think even down to the Pace 2 that they have wrist-based power, and then the Polar with the wrist-based power, I think that you're getting pretty good data. I mean, I'd say it's like to the extent that they're different, um, in terms of what you'd get from the stride foot pod, I think it's probably on the edges in terms of like more extreme conditions, like maybe on certain uphills or downhills, or maybe, there might be certain kind of like specific situations where one is more accurate than another. But for me in my testing, it seems like they're both fairly close most of the time. Um, uh, that running guy says, are you going to go out on for a short run on Saturday with some strides? Saturday's just going to be an easy run. I think I'm going to be on my feet a lot, even though I don't want to be, you know, just that Saturday is always just a busy day. So my goal for Saturday is to, um, do the shakeout run with everybody, you know, hang out a little bit, take some photos with everybody, talk to everyone, meet as many people as I can. And then, um, just kind of try to relax a little bit and, uh, not do too much and then get up real early and get ready to race. Um, JPod says, "Love my Stride Pod and the race prediction feature is awesome." um By the way, the race prediction feature used to be like uh, a legacy owners-only feature. Well, not only, but legacy owners, like people that bought it a long time ago, they got it. And then for new people that bought it, I think you had to have the subscription to get the race predictor. I think they're bringing they're bringing that back from behind the paywall. I don't know if it's effective immediately or or not, because I have the old one. So like. Um, yeah, so that's um, something I think that's pretty cool. Makes it makes a lot of sense. Um, Thomasville says, Am I gonna have any flaming cheese before the run? Uh, maybe not. But after would be nice. You know, in my neighborhood, there used to be a Greek restaurant. Um, it was a, like, they called itself like a Greek rotisserie. It was real nice. Now it's a bakery that location was always kind of had some trouble kind of figuring out what it what it's going to be. But it's been a bakery for a couple of years now. But before that it was um, uh, a Greek restaurant. And they had this giant like fire pit. And on Sundays, they would have a roast where like they would someone would like rotate a giant hunk of meat over a fire, and they would like roast that all day. Um, but they had the flaming cheese there. And so I miss that because the convenience is nice. Uh, I mean, I don't. People have been asking me because I made that like you know Chicago weekend schedule of events thing, and I made like a spectators guide, and I've made you know all sorts of different Chicago marathon and Chicago marathon weekend videos, and people always ask me like, support. Should we eat? And I'm like, I don't know. That's a bad question for to ask me. I don't really go out to eat very much, and when I do, it's within like a couple blocks of my house. That's it. I don't like to commute to eat out, so. Yeah. But, um, I do miss having flaming cheese within walking distance of my house. <laughs> um, Dr. Josh says literally, uh, all the things you expect marathoners to buy at the store are sold out or low on stock. Yeah, that, that makes sense. So I've been trying to tell people to buy it before you get here. like, don't, don't try to be like, Oh, I'll pack light. I'll just buy it when I get there. I don't know. That's not a good one. I don't think that's a good idea. Um, Oh, and everybody remember. If you're not, if you haven't traveled yet for your weekend marathons, don't forget your throwaway clothes for before the race, because um, you're going to yeah. want to check your bag. And then Chicago, the gear check is far from the corrals. So you want to make sure you get that done early. But even if it's hot out, you're going to want to have some sort of layer to warm up in. So, yeah. Uh, old icky Runner says, Hey, Co, I'm scheduled for a four-mile tempo run today, but thinking about trying a Yasso 800 workout instead. Never done a Yasso and have read mixed reviews on its benefit. Should I go for the Yasso? I think that it's fun. I liked doing it. It's hard for sure. I think a Yasso 800 is going to be harder than a four-mile tempo. Um, Most people that talk about it say, I mean, I'm not a coach either, so let's keep all that in mind. But um, most people that talk about doing it, will say you do it like one or two times um, during a build up although Yasso did it like once a week, and he would just do like, four reps the first week, then five, the next six, seven, eight, nine, 10, and so on. So like, a lot of people use it as a workout slash kind of like fitness barometer, you know, almost like people sometimes use a tune up race. So I think that the other way to think about it would be like, you know, if you're if you're bored with the four mile tempo, and want to try the Yasso 800, I say go for it, you know, depending on where you are, and your I mean, uh, in your, in your, in your training block. Right. Um, so like if you've got a race coming up real soon, I don't know that I would do it cause it takes a lot out of you. So, uh, Jay Prez is here says checking in to say what's up. Go Fousey, Good luck this weekend. Well, thanks so much, man. Thank you. Runner will says I got Bobo bars. Oh, <laughs> well, nice. Um, I did go to whole foods today. I went to the whole foods in, uh, are they calling it? Where, what are they calling it? Uh, it's on Lincoln and Belmont. Um, and um, so I don't know if they're calling that Lakeview or or what, but I don't know is that Roxio Village? I don't know. But uh, that one they had a lot of great stuff uh, available in terms of like bars and stuff. So I was able to get Go Macro bars, which my wife and I are having a hard time getting Go Macro bars on the internet to buy. Um, so they had a whole bunch of those. They had lots of Bobos RX bars, Lar bars, all the bars. They had uh, 88 acres, lots of stuff. So. And they have lots of protein powders, lots of noon. Not my favorite flavor, though. The tropical citrus one that I get with the caffeine. They didn't have any of that. So I don't know. Um, Michael Crespo's back says just back from a four mile in my new a Glide Ride 2. How's everyone? What's going on, Michael? That sounds nice. I'm enjoying some liquid death, which is actually a really good bubble water. It's straight from the Alps. Mm, it's good it's good I don't know if I'm just imagining it with the bubbles feeling smaller but I do feel like it's small it's less like harsh it doesn't feel as like um, synthetic sometimes sometimes I think like bubble waters feel like they're like made in a factory which I know a lot of bubble waters are made in a factory but I don't know Um Daniel says, would anyone like to explain to me what a Yasso is? Yasso, a Yasso 800 is named after a guy named Bart Yasso, who was a a editor, a writer for runner's world for a really long time. And he like made up this workout, which is part workout and part like, um, marathon fitness indicator. And basically you take whatever your goal maritime is, marathon time is mine. Like, for example, would be like 310. So then you take three hours and 10 and you run half uh, half miles or 800 meters on the track at 3:10, but three minutes 10 seconds, and then you jog recover for the same amount of time, and you try to run that a, a, 10 times. And if you can run that 10 times successfully, um, then you have that level of fitness. If you can do it at 3:05, then you can. You're at 3:05 fitness. If you do it at three, you're at three hour fitness. So that's kind of like what the the mystique is. Is that like somehow the number, like four hour marathon and four minute 800s translates really well in terms of like relative fitness as like both a workout um and as a um marathon predictor And i think essentially what it is to me is it's a vo2 max workout with really really long recoveries so like i think it's a little bit dated in terms of like science and i think most people that are making vo2 max workouts would probably make uh the recoveries even a little bit shorter even though the recoveries do go by really quickly when you're doing that workout Um, in order to like maintain like the maximal or a more efficient VO2 max, um, effort. So that's the idea. Um, and Jonathan Crossy says, I like 800 on 400 float as opposed to equal work and then recover times. You know, I did the Rosario 800, which was, um, an 800 on 800 float, but it's an 800 on and an 800 at uh marathon pace. Um, so he's like, he said he was like inspired by Canova and wanted to make it harder, but that was, that was harder than a guess 800, it was brutal. So, but yeah, I mean, um, there are people that are like kind of tweaking the workout, but then at that point, it kind of just feels like a, a, a 5k time trial with surges. Once you start adding in like faster, depending on how fast the floats are. Um, Jason Dahl says, "You well, talking about throwaway clothes at the start, says, when ditching throwaway clothes, please be nice about it. Coming from someone who was hit in the head with a ball-up jacket when you're at the start. Yeah, you know what I don't understand is the people that are like, I'm done with my throwaway clothes. I'm literally going to throw them. And they'll, like, be in the middle of the corral and just, like, throw it. And, like, they know it's not going to reach the end, and they make no effort to, like, I don't know. Some people, I, I, I mean, there's just a lot of, like, people that are being considered in the corrals. So the two things that I see is that so people that are just like, "Ah, whatever, black, my clothes are done, I'm done with these. Um, I usually walk over to the side. And like, I don't always gently place it, you know, like on the fence, but I'll put it, you know, on the fence to the side. Um, That's usually what I do. And then the other thing that I find much more uh, annoying is the people that will bring like an empty water bottle and then pee in it. And then not And then just leave it in the middle of the corral, like when they're done with it, like, okay, I understand, I can kind of understand, although I think that's like, no, you don't need to do that. Um, So like, take care of the bathroom stuff before you get into the corral, you're not in there that long. Um, So like, I think it's like, but I can kind of understand it. But then like the idea of like, I'm just gonna leave it in the middle of here for the the, the remaining 20,000 people behind me to have to run around, just absolutely baffling like I don't know I guess some runners I mean running can sometimes be a very like self-centered sport but like the amount of self-centeredness to be like I'm just gonna leave this pee bottle here in the middle of Columbus Drive and I'm in heat I'm in like wave one corral a is just absolutely ludicrous I I don't understand that Uh, I'm Tracy Smith warning don't pin your bib to throw away. I saw someone do that in Chicago and none of us could get his attention as he took it off. That's so funny. I've seen some people do that. They'll like pin it to their jacket because um, they always want to see it as you go through all the different checkpoints. So like a lot of times, you know, I'll just make sure that you have like your outer layer is easy to like lift up so you can show people your bib. Um, but I, I'm thinking what happens with, when that happens, when people like have it on an outer layer or like on a jacket and then they take off the jacket is they're thinking that they're going to run with that, the entire race. And then like, Oh, it's warmer than I thought today. So I think, I think that's what happens <laughs> That's pretty funny. Mm, Erica Davis says so excited to meet everyone on Saturday. Awesome. Excited to meet everyone too. Gonna be, I think it's going to be a big group. It seems like it's going to be a big group. So I'm a, bit, I'm a little bit nervous about that. But, you know, that would be cool. I can't wait. Um, Adam Fear says, just back from a continuous mile, three laps at 5 to 10K pace and one at half full pace and repeat. Only do this infrequently. Very cool. Oh, nice. Nice work. Good job, Adam. Good to see you. And Dr. Josh says, they should make a water called Liquid Life i think mean, i think that like um if you're gonna make li- i think like liquid death should make one called liquid life right and maybe they should have done that for like the white can right and so the liquid death can should have been like you know this kind of like melting fiery skull and then i feel like the liquid life one could have been like um you know like a picture of like you know a saint or something. like the ones that are on those like um those saint candles like something like that um I think that would have been kind of awesome missed opportunity i feel like um stevie 76 says compare water from the alps versus water from lake michigan well i probably have drank more water from lake michigan than i have from the alps i'll tell you that um i mean d- during all the open water swimming i drank a lot of the lake at the time And, um, at the end of like swim season, like the beach season in Chicago, like they do a report of like, which are like the dirtiest beaches. And they do it by like how many times any of the beaches have had to been closed because of, um, basically like fecal content in the water. None of the beaches that I go to were at the top of the list, but somewhere like, you know, and just outside the top 10 are these beaches. And those are the ones that I go to. So I was like, "Uh, okay. All right, <laughs> I'm guessing that they don't. They probably don't have that problem with the Alps. Maybe they do. Maybe they don't. I don't know. Um. Yeah. Um. Brett says, "Did you have indecisiveness picking your race day shoes?" No, that was the easiest part, and you'll see in the video today. Um, like that was easy because basically because I have two marathons coming up in sh- in relative short succession, so I got chicago and then cim so you know i'm running i could just i have, between those two shoes i just pick one for the one and the other for the other you know so it's like that's easy um the rest of the stuff i'm like i don't know it depends on how like hot it's going to be like in terms of what i'm going to be wearing on the day um but the gel situation also was pretty easy too so that was easy It's just gonna it's gonna be hot that's the thing uh Ignis Macione says how what do you think about the Invincibles for 107 euros I think it's a pretty good deal um keeping in mind that the Invincibles are not a shoe for everybody um I like them they do make you change your foot or make me change my foot strike a little bit um but you know once you get into kind of like a little bit of a rhythm and you're like all right this is what it wants me to do all right I can just kind of like um kind of just like set it and forget it and go so it's it's a nice it's a nice shoe I do enjoy it uh, Mr. Random says, what's your take on the Jordan Trofe record attempt over the next few days? Um, I, I you know, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know, Jordan. I've never met him before. I, I'm not, you know, I listened to the podcast about, uh, what he was doing, uh, with Believe in the Run. In, in terms of that podcast, I listened to that. And I think it's a lot. I think it's a lot of travel. Um, I think it's a lot of not, not going to be able to like really recover well because the, the races are so far apart. Um, he's basically got to run a marathon and travel a thousand miles, and then run another marathon and travel a th- another thousand miles. So that's, I mean, he, I mean, he's flying. He's not like riding a bike, but um, in between the cities, but I think it's a lot. And um, I think that the pace he's shooting for, that was two, it 230 or 235, it's not that far from his PR. So, like, that I think is like really, really tough. I think it's going to be hard. The other complete x factor in it is i've never seen the shoe that he's gonna run in so like i I don't know i mean i saw that record that someone set in a pair of boot like a rain boots for london you know i'm like yeah he ran super fast in those rain boots but like if he had to run another one again i know that guy said like they tore up his feet real bad so it's like you know well we'll have to see so but like um you know i he's he's not a pro runner so I think that he's gonna be able to like soldier through and I think he'll he'll complete all three. But like, I'm not sure. I mean, that's that's a very ambitious goal that he's setting for himself to be able to hit for all th- those three in terms of time. And that's where I'm like, oh, I really don't know about that time. I mean, I, I, I think it'd be, it's a super, I mean, I feel like you just shouldn't have set too much of a time on it. I feel like he's just like, we're gonna do three in a row. Cause like, when else can you do three in a row? And, um, you know, we're just going to do, you know, I feel like, I don't know. I, I, I wouldn't have set a time on it personally. Daniel M. says, anyone listen to the last few podcasts of the Cinderella experience, former track athlete going off. I'm, I'm not familiar with that one. Hmm. I'll have to check that out. Um, all right. See what else we got in here. Jeff says, "I think Jordan Trope just ran an Ironman within two weeks of Baltimore." I, yeah, did he? I know he. I, I mean, he has the endurance chops for for sure, um, but like the the speed that I think the the speed thing that he set out for himself is, is going to be tough. I mean, if you were telling me he's done Ultraman, then I'd be like mm, maybe, but like um, I, I don't know. That's a lot. That's a lot of travel in between those. So, that I mean, it's a lot of him not going to be able to, like, put his legs up and, like, foam roll or get into, like, the Normatex or anything like that. So. Um, Daniel M. says about that Cinderella experience, is, it's extremely explicit, be warned. All right. Well, that's good. Good heads up. Um, and Jeff says he ran a 246 marathon during the Ironman two weeks ago. Yeah, I told you. I mean, he's fast. But um and he's got the endurance chops but yeah uh, i don't know I, I, I want him to do it i really want him to do it and i can't wait to see what that shoe is have they showed any have these have they like really leaked any pictures of that shoe yet i don't know um vincent wants to know if the noblast one insured the same price which one would i pick uh i don't know I'm leaning towards the two because I just feel like the two it, for most people is the better shoe. But part of me is like, I don't know, the Nova Blast one was a little bit wild. It was a little bit unstable in kind of like an exciting way. Um, and there part some sometimes I'm like, I don't know if maybe I wanted the the craziness of the Nova Blast one, maybe I miss it. Um, but if they're the same price, I would probably go with the two. Overall, that's probably what I would go with. Um, yeah. All right, uh, Andrew wants to know, should I get the runcon through for speed work? I'm talking fast stuff like five, six minute per mile pace. I think it'll work, but I also feel like it depends on where you're doing that work. If you're gonna be doing it on the track, you know, you might want to get something. Uh, I would maybe look at like the Puma Liberate. That one would be nice. A can might also be nice. Something that's a little bit lower to the ground um, or maybe even something that's more like in the race flat kind of category. Um, that's gonna be on pavement harder surfaces then i think the ring 3 is a great great idea um but uh i also might look at i mean for me for speed work when i'm doing speed work i usually put on carbon so like i i like it for that um so like i would look at something like the speed i really love the um endorphin pro for um for my like vo2 max work i like that one it's a little bit tall but like i just feel like that's when i'm really getting a lot of pop out of it and so i really like that one there too So, I mean, that's another way, a way to look at it, but I do really like the Rincon. I just ran in it for a speed workout the other day. And it's really good. So I I like the three, I don't know. I think people are ready to like ditch the Rincon because they like the Mach so much. But I think that there's like a one extra gear that the Rincon has that the Mach 4 doesn't. And that's where I feel like that's also where it excels. You know, so that's my my take on that one. Uh, (laughs) Stevie 76 says Puma or Puma. 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 I don't know. (laughs) Uh, Frank says that the Endorphin Pro 1 is pretty cheap now, too. Yeah, I mean, I feel like if if you can get the Endorphin Pro 1 on sale, especially in the Mutant, I feel like the Mutant one looks nice. There was, like, a Sunset, a weird, like, yellowy-blue one that I thought looked really nice. Um, Those ones look great. If you can get those on discount, I I don't think that there's been enough changes between the 1 and the 2 that I'd be like, "Mm." I mean... I'm, I'm a little bit different. Because my my purchasing is a little bit different. But like, I think for most people, if you're looking at both and you're like, I don't know, you can save a couple bucks and get the one. I might, I might do that. Because I just I'm, I'd be hard pressed to tell a difference between the two other than like one shoe might have more miles than another, you know, if I were to look at them, but you know, that's kind of how I I feel about those. David Saxe says you got the one pro one for 100 bucks from the local running store. That's a great deal. Andrew. You gotta find Andrew Bostic, you gotta find a deal like that. Get the Pro one for a hundred bucks. I don't know guys, I might be a convert. I like I like the liquid death. Although on the other hand, I do like um the fruity bubble waters as well. I also just enjoy saying pomp for the LaCroix, the grapefruit one. Yeah. So I do I do I do like that. I did buy a 12 pack of those. Um, I bought those the other day for the house and I'll bring some down for the live streams tomorrow. So, all right, I think that's a good place to leave it for today, guys, since we're talking about tomorrow already. Tomorrow, I'm not gonna have a video because I'm gonna try to get, spend extra time getting all this technology stuff sorted out. (sighs) It's frustrating, Um, but tomorrow we're gonna have not the regular, not the regular live stream, but we'll have two live streams. You know, I would have loved to have had, like a panel, all of us together, a bunch of us doing this live. We could ask questions from the audience live. Like I wanted to do all that, but I, this isn't the year for it. Maybe next year, hopefully next year, hopefully a couple times next year, we can do stuff like that. Um, but instead I hope you will accept some uh, live streams. We'll do it one-on-one just to kind of keep the number of people in a room to a minimum. And uh, 3 p.m. we get Dr. Josh and then 4 p.m. We're going to get Emily Heller and then, so bring your questions and make sure, make sure the chat is nice and, um, you know, lively. So that way, um, they feel as welcome when they're here as you guys always make me feel every week. So I can't wait. Hopefully I'll see you guys then in the meantime, be safe with everybody. Thanks.